Well, good morning. Welcome to Belong Church. My name is Matt Wagner, and I'm filling in today for Pastor Kevin. So, so excited to be here with you guys. And I know you're so, uh, we're so sorry that Pastor Kevin can't join us today. He's actually in the back room as we're recording today, but he's struggling. We need to pray for him for his pink eye and ask the Lord to certainly uh, uh, touch him and heal him. Uh, as we as we move forward today, so Pastor Kevin, we're praying for you, buddy, and uh, believing for a touch from the Lord. Man, wasn't that incredible worship today, too? Man, awesome! We're so excited that Highlands, and we want to thank them for uh, uh, Church of Highlands um, for their worship. And man, that was really really good today. So excited about that. Um, want to talk to you this morning about this whole concept of success. I don't know if you've ever um, thought about it or not, but it seems, it seems like there's certain folks that success just follows them. Have you ever noticed that? Man, it's just everywhere they go, what they do, what they put their hands to, success seems to follow them, right? And I know that each and every one of us have probably had some person in our life that we've looked at or looked up to and we thought, man, if I could just, if I just had what they had, then I would be successful as well. And this morning, I want to talk to you about that because I don't believe that God is a respecter of persons. Matter of fact, I believe that God has fully designed and, 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 and has been a part of our lives for such a time as this for, and, and he's, he's given us a seed, if you may, so that we too can be successful. And I want to talk to you this morning about see, the secret to your success. Now, I'm a firm believer that God doesn't always choose to part the Red Sea, if you may, of our problems. But rather, there are times in our walk with the Lord that he creates within us a divine discontent with how things are going. And we begin to cry out to God saying, oh, God, I need you to do something in my life. I need you to open this door. I need this thing to go away. And, and, and sometimes I think the Lord just has, says, you know, I hear you. That's a bummer of a situation, but what are you going to do about this? Sometimes I believe the Lord just says, what is your part? And you do your part, and then I will do mine. In other words, when you step out into the Jordan, I'll dam up the water. When you raise your staff over the Red Sea, I'll part it. When you pull your stone out and put it in your slingshot to face your Goliath, I'll certainly make sure that it hits him where it needs to and knocks him out. You see, more times than not, I believe that the Lord gives us the tools and the instruments needed for us to succeed. Our job is to recognize it and put it to use. With that being said, this morning I want to speak to you about the success secrets of a man by the name of Shamgar. Now, several years ago, there was a book that came out by a guy by the name of Dr. J who wrote a book called The, the Lessons from Shamgar. And, and some of the thoughts today have come from him and, and not all of them, but certainly some of them. And I certainly want to give a shout out. So I encourage you to pick up that book, read it. It's a great read. It's going to certainly change your life and, and uh, help, help foster and reiterate what I'm trying to tell you this morning. So 
Uh, with that being said, let's pick up in Judges chapter 3, starting in verse 31. This is the only verse we're going to look at today because I think these two verses, this verse has all that we need to know. And it says, After him was Shamgar, the son of Anath, who killed 600 men of the Philistines with an ox goad, and he also delivered Israel. Man, that's a powerful verse. We need to read it one more time. After him was Shamgar, the son of Anath, who killed 600 men of the Philistines with an ox goad, and he also delivered Israel. It's pretty amazing for us to think about how out of a, a low situation in life, God pulls this man whose name is Shamgar out and holds him up in these verses and tells, and tells how this one man became successful even though the odds were against him. And I want to share with you his story today because I believe uh, there are three success secrets that Shamgard had and took hold of in his life that if you and I will apply them in every situation that we're in, then we too can be successful. No matter what the obstacle is, no matter what the opposition comes our way, if we'll take hold of these three principles and apply them, it will change our lives. Now, the scripture says, says that Shamgar was a man who was actually a farmer. He was a farmer who, and yet the Bible says that this one man saved his entire nation and ended up delivering his entire nation with nothing more than an ox goad. An ox goad was a seven foot wooden pole that on the end of it had a little spear and it was used to motivate the oxen. When a farmer was plowing a field and the oxen kind of, kind of, got a little distracted and needed to be a motivated and pushed a little bit, this wooden stick would come out and would poke him along. And when he did, old Betsy would get up and she would keep plowing the field like she needed to. And the Bible says that this one man, when his nation of Israel was oppressed and was was caught in a situation by the Philistines, this one man liberated his entire nation by killing 600 Philistines with an ox goat. Now, it's important for us to understand that the Philistines were a group of people who hated the Israelites. They were a murderous race of people. And when Shamgar saw his nation under threat, when he saw his family being overtaken, when he saw his friends and his, his, his compadres being, being in a place where they were oppressed, he began to be a little discontent and tired of living under that oppression. And the Bible says that he grabbed his ox goad, the instrument that they would motivate those oxen, with and he saved his entire nation and as I began to look at that passage and think about that I started asking myself this question what was it about Shamgar that allowed him to go from just this country bumpkin of a farmer to a national celebrity what was it that set him up for success what did he do that really pushed him into that realm where, where, where he was able to go from a little, little nothing to something high and mighty. And the thought that I had when in the process of it, what allowed him to overcome the odds of 600 to 1? 
Kind of fascinating, right? And, and, and there's some of us in here that need to hear this today of what he did. There's some of us that are facing some pretty incredible odds in our life. I believe this morning there's some that are facing some sham guard odds, 600 to 1. There are odds against us physically. Maybe you're watching this morning and you'd say, I'm, I'm dealing with some physical ailments and doctors have not given much hope. They're not sure what it is. They're not understanding how my body is responding to this or why it's not responding. We've had bad doctor's reports or we've had some, some opposition in it and we're going to do all we can, but they're not giving much hope it's a 600 to 1 odd maybe you're here and you're watching and you're going through some financial difficulties you've your job's been on 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 hold and you've not had much income coming in and the bills keep coming in and you're wondering how on earth are we going to make it during this season of this pandemic how are we going to continue to move forward when there is nothing that is coming in and maybe you're here and you feel like shamgar with 600 to 1 odds that are against you Maybe it's in your family and you've got issues going on in your family and you're just not sure how you guys are going to overcome these odds. This morning I want to give you some hope and I want to give you some, some realities as it relates to the scripture. I want to remind you today that the Bible says in Mark 19 that with God all things are possible. And here in our passage, we find a man whom God pulls out of a situation who is facing 600 to 1 odds, and he validates this principle that with God all things are possible by allowing him to defeat the very nation that oppressed him with nothing more than an ox goad. And my question is, what did he do that allowed him to go from, from meek beginning to a national celebrity? How did he move into his success? What was his success secret? Well, the first thing that we read that he did is he started where he was. Say that with me. Start with where you are. He was on a farm in a field, and he went from the cornfield to the battlefield. And the first secret of success that Shamgar teaches us is that through his life and his success is that success begins when you start with where you are. You see, we've all said and thought at some point in our life, if I was just somewhere else, if I had that person's education, if I had this person's upbringing, if I had this person's resources. As ministers, we think if I had that church's reputation, if I had their resources, then sure, I could be successful as well. If I just had a different career field, if the stock market was just doing better. But what I want you to notice this morning is that Shamgar didn't have all of those things. He didn't have mass weapons of warfare. He didn't have the latest and greatest of things. He simply had an ox code and he simply had a will to move forward. He started where he was. God had placed in his heart that it wasn't going to come through some big door opening up, but rather it was going to happen when he purposed in his own heart to simply start with where he was. And I want to tell you this morning that that same principle is true for you and I as well. It's true for our churches that we have to start with where we are. All of, of, uh, of us wish that we were in different circumstances from time to time. 
All of us wish that we were in different places from time to time. We wish that things were not as, as they are. But, but I'm reminded of the fact that the scripture says that in all things, God works for the good of those who love and trust in him. In other words, where you are, you are strategically placed. And God is allowing some things to happen so that it can move you and motivate you into the place that God has destined you to be. Start with where you are. Anybody can be blessed when things are just freely given and going well, right? But God loves to see people who come against tremendous odds when they start from meek beginnings and rise to great heights. God loves to see people who will catch a glimpse of their God-given destinies and will say, I don't know how that is going to come to pass. I don't know the route to take to see it come to fruition, but God does. And so I think I'll just start with where I am and I'll just start trusting him that he'll move me into the place that I need to be. What am I saying to you? I'm telling you, quit looking over your shoulder at the past and at the missed opportunities of yesterday and start focusing on where you are today so that God can position you into your tomorrow. Here's the second thing, though, that I see that Shamgar did, and that was simply this. He used what he had. You see, not only did he start with where he was, but he used what he had. Shamgar only had an ox goad. It was a wooden pole with a steel point on the end. And, and, and he said, you know, I'm, I'm not going to focus on the things that I don't have. I'm not going to focus on the missed opportunities of my past. God has given me something that I can use right now. It's nothing but a stick with a sharp point on it, but I know how to use this stick. And the Bible says that he went out and he whipped 600 Philistines with a stick. Now, I don't know how Shamgar did it, and the Bible doesn't say that it happened all at one time or at once, but as I read that scripture, I find, I, I kind of get this mental picture of Shamgar hunkering in, doing some type of like guerrilla warfare, you know what I mean? I see him hiding around some places, and when they come out and five or ten of these Philistines, he'd kill them and whip them, and he'd leave one or two to take off running, and he'd be a bloody mess, and he'd say, now, go tell your neighbors, go tell your friends, go tell those who would come and oppress Israel. I'm coming after them as well. I believe he was just, just, just moving in that, in that vein. You see, Shamgar was powerful because he used what he had. So many times we say things like, if I had the resources of that person over there, or if I had the talents of that person over there, or if we had the gifts of that one over here and 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 we start to think of all of these things we we even link back to our upbringing how many times have we said if i just have both my parents in the house instead of coming from a broken home or if i just had a dad who would have taught me these things or a mom who would have cared a little bit more then i wouldn't be in the position that i am and what happens is we create this victim mentality that rises within us and it limits us it silences us from doing and what we can do and becoming successful instead of seeing our endless possibility we see all the reasons of why we will never be more than what we are you see, so many times we, we say those things. And Shamgar, what's powerful about it is he used what he had. 
You see, uh, here's what I want to point out to you this morning. I want you to see this. Shamgar didn't have the best resources. He didn't have an arsenal to pull from. All he had was an ox goad, and he used that. What am I saying to you today? I'm saying at some point we have to quit looking at all the things that we don't have and start recognizing the things that we do have. And we see this principle all throughout Scripture, right? Moses what did Moses have, man? This is a great leader that leads Israel out of bondage. They move into the promised land, out of, out of Egypt, right? He, he gets into all of these different scenarios, but we find in one scenario, all he has is a stick. It's a staff. And he holds it up over the Red Sea, and he says, Lord, you know. And suddenly, God, poof, parts the Red Sea, right? We see that when Israel comes to an oasis in the desert, and the water is salty and it's not drinkable. He says, Lord, what do you want me to do? And the Lord says, well, there's a stick over here. I want you to go throw it in the water. So he throws it in the water and suddenly it becomes drinkable. Amazing things happen. But what happened? Moses used what he had. We find that David, he only had a slingshot. Shows up delivering some cheese and bread on a battlefield when Israel's fighting the Philistines. And Goliath comes out and he's taunting Israel and everybody's scared. And David says, well, who's going to go whip him? I'll go if nobody else will. And so he walks out there with nothing but a slingshot and says to the giant, you're coming at me with, with all of this armor and battle ray, ray and all this stuff. But I'm coming at you in the name of the Lord. And with the name of the Lord and a slingshot, David did what he could do, and he used what he had. When Elijah came to the widow's house in 2 Kings chapter 4, the Bible says that he found a woman who was on the verge of losing her son to slavery because she couldn't pay her bills. But watch this. In verse 2, the prophet says, hey, I need you to go cook me a rice cake. And she says, man, what are you talking about? I'm like filing bankruptcy. I can't even pay my bills. And he says, what do you have? And she goes, nothing. I got a little jar of oil in the cupboard. And he goes, that's perfect. That's all you need. You see, all you need to be successful for what God's called you to is simply use what you have. That's all you need is what you already have. You see, the, the, the reality is God used the, the, the oil in this woman's cupboard to supply all that she needed the miracle was already in the house you see we need to understand that God has given each of us an ox goad each of us carry a stick of some sort each of us have our own talents and our own gifts we have the resources right here if that that that, that if we would just recognize it and put it to use for kingdom purposes we would see the city turned upside down for jesus I want you to hear me clearly this morning just how in the passage an entire nation was bound up and oppressed by the Philistines. I'm saying to you today, this city, this nation is bound up in oppression today. Poverty, mental illness, homeless, fear, depression, hunger pains, addictions, and the list goes on and on uh, of, of how people have been oppressed. And we could look at it and say, man, it's so overwhelming. There's nothing we can do, but we can can use what we have and if we'll place it in the hands of God recognize God will do the rest you see if we'll take our ox code that God has already given us and put it to use for the kingdom purpose then we'll see God revolutionize our families our businesses and even our cities and that's really good news but there's a third success secret that we find and that is this he did what he could do 
He started with where he was. He used what he had, and he did what he could do. You know, it's interesting. I want you to hear a story this morning that I heard for the first time in its entirety a while back, and it was this. It's April 21st, 1855. It was a Sunday school teacher by the name of Edward Kimball who walked into a shoe store to buy a new pair of shoes. While he was in there, a young lad came in to, uh, to see Mr. Kimball and to wait on him and, and uh, to wait on Mr. Kimball. And it was a boy by the name of Dwight Moody. Kimball records that while he was sitting there and this boy was there, he was overwhelmed with a desire to share the story of Jesus Christ with this young lad. So he shared the story. Dwight was so touched by the love of God in that moment that he gave his heart to the Lord right then and there. Dwight later on felt the call to preach and started pursuing this call that was on his life. And history records that God was so, that God so moved through this young man's preaching that Dwight became, uh, began to shake the world with his preaching. His meetings began to draw thousands of people. And one day while he was preaching, there was a backslidden American pastor by the name of Frederick Myrie who went to England and was sitting in this particular meeting. And in the process, uh, uh, Frederick Myrie was touched and gave his life. He rededicated his life to the Lord, and he came back to America and started preaching again. And while he was preaching, a man by the name of Wilbur Chapman, now stay here with me, who was in that service, comes to the meeting, accepts Jesus into his life, suddenly discovers a passion for professional athletes. By the way, Wilbur Chapman was the one who was responsible for starting the YMCA. But, well, God began to move in Wilbur and built him a platform for reaching pro athletes. And one day, one of them by the name of Billy Sunday uh, decides to quit professional baseball and pursue the things of God. Billy Sunday starts this evangelistic ministry and one day is invited to go to Char Charlotte, North Carolina to preach in a meeting. And while he was there, some businessmen in the area came to him and said, look, we will fund the whole thing if you'll send us one of your ministry partners to continue the work that God's called us to here. Billy Sunday said, sure. So he sends a man by the name of Mordecai Ham. Mordecai Ham starts a ministry in North Carolina. And one day while he was preaching, there came this tall, lanky, 17-year-old boy sitting in the back and stands up, walks to the front, says, I need to give my life to Jesus. That young man's name was Billy Graham. And in case you've never heard about Billy Graham, he hosted crusades all over the world and literally led millions to Christ in his lifetime. What I want you to see this morning is this. I doubt that Edward Kimball had any idea that his willingness to witness to a guy who was selling him shoes would have led to millions and millions and millions of people coming to know Christ. You see, the reality is God doesn't call you to do everything. God simply calls you to do what you can do. He calls you to obey. He calls you to reach the people you can reach, to share your story, and, and, and to do what only you can do. And I believe that's the secret that we need to take hold of today. We're not called to do everything. We're called to do what we can do. And I believe that we need to take hold of this today, that if we'll do what we can, God will do what we can't do. You see... When you ask God for something great in your life, here's what he always does. He gives you a seed. 
He gives you a seed. When we ask God for a tree, he gives us a seed. When we ask him for fruit, he gives us a seed. We ask God for a harvest and he gives us a seed and says, let me see what you will do with your seed. The question that arises this morning is this, what are you doing with the seeds that God has placed in your life? What are you doing with an ox goat that God has placed in your life? What are you doing with your ox goat? You see, the secret to success, whether it's in business or in our church or are found on three principles, and that's simply this. Start with where you are. Use what you have and do what only you can do. Will you bow your heads and close your eyes with me? Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for this time that we've had together, and we thank you for each and every one who is listening and tuning into this, these thoughts today. And Father, I just pray that even now the secrets of Shamgar would resonate in each of us, that you would move in a powerful, powerful way, and that you would allow the, the life and the giving nature of, of these success secrets to be buried in our heart, that they would explode at the right time, and that, Lord, you would challenge us to do what we can do, to use what we have, and to start with where we are. Father, we pray that for those that are watching that maybe they've, they've never, they're, they're facing some odds of a 600 to 1. Lord, I just pray right now that you would move into that very place where they are, where they don't know how they're going to overcome it. God, I'm asking you that you speak a timely word, that you challenge them right where they are to do what they can do, and that, Lord, you would allow the victory that only you can produce to come forth when they do what they can do. God, I pray that you would overwhelmingly set them up for success, that you would break every bondage that might stand in their way, and that you would allow the, 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 the overwhelming odds to turn around in their favor. Father, we pray that those that are watching, maybe you're watching this morning and you'd say, you know, Matt, I've never made a decision to follow Christ. This morning, I'd love nothing else than to introduce you to the, to the Savior and the Creator of the world. And so right where you are, if you just pray a simple prayer and it begins with, Dear Jesus, I recognize that I've missed the mark. And I'm in some pretty rotten situations and with odds that are against me. But today is a day for salvation. Today is a day when I believe you can turn my life around. And so today, Lord, right where I'm at, I stance my heart. I invite you to come into my life. I invite you to change me from my mindset to my attitude to my soul and how I stance my heart. Would you do a supernatural work in my life? And as you do, recognize what happens. God moves in and he starts to work on you from the inside out. So if that's you this morning and you prayed that simple prayer, I want to encourage you to tune in, to send Pastor Kevin a text, to, to, to email him and let him know because I know he's got some important information that he wants to, to give to you, to, to put in your hand and help you on your journey because it's an exciting journey and it's always fun to have somebody that can help uh, uh, move us and navigate us as we move in that direction. So thank you so much for allowing me to be with you guys today. So, so, so glad that you tuned in and look forward to Pastor Kevin being back next week. Please tune in next week. Also, stay tuned right after this for ways to give and how to connect uh, for this week. God bless you guys. We'll see you next time.